Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beyond Rich Podcast. I am Natalie Lemus Hernandez, your host. Remember how when I started the podcast, I said, I want this to be like friends talking over coffee or something like that, even though I don't really drink coffee. However, lately I have been starting to drink coffee. It almost feels like a relapse to me. Anyways, okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of just, you know, what's new? What's new with you, Nat? Here it is, guys. So we have implemented this thing in Commercial Northwest called EOS. So first of all, I read this book about a year and a half ago called Traction. So Traction is a fantastic book. It is very, very systems and process focused, meaning like how to really set your operations up for scaling your business. And it's been phenomenal. Everybody in the mastermind that I'm involved in, they run on EOS. That's what they call it. Like, do you run on EOS? Um, Because EOS, you're like, well, you just said traction and now you're saying EOS. Sorry. Okay. Traction is the book that describes the EOS process. So EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating Systems. And it is basically the like playbook for how to run a business. So it goes everything from, you know, defining your core values to defining your company's niche to defining um, your organizational chart, which they call an accountability chart to having scorecards for everyone to quarterly rocks to, um, you know, people getting hired, fired and promoted based upon them achieving their rocks, getting it, wanting it and the capacity for their role and alignment in the company values. And it's just, it's a meeting cadence, like how often you have meetings and the departments and leadership. And it's, it's so, 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 so comprehensive, actually probably overwhelmed by everything I just said, because literally the book is overwhelming. And I read it a year and a half ago and I was like, I, we have to implement this. We need this in commercial Northwest. You know what? It wasn't a year and a half ago. It was two and a half years ago. I read it because I remember I was pregnant with Marcelo and I almost hired an EOS implementer to help implement this within Commercial Northwest, but I didn't because I was like three months away from having a baby. And I'm like, you know what, Nat? Timing ain't right. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that because my old self would have been like, power through, you can do it. But my new self is like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. So I didn't do it. And so glad I didn't. It wasn't the right timing. Really scaling your business has everything to do with EOS calls it right people, right seat. You have to have the right people in the right seat on the bus, right? People who get it, who want it. And by it, I mean the role. Do they get the role? Do they want that role? And do they have the capacity to do and to function in that role at the highest level? And then do they align with your core values? And so Commercial Northwest, we have three core values, I need to tell you what they are. Okay, well, so our first one is be a good steward. The second one is be solutions based. And the third one is have a growth mindset that defines our culture. So anyways, we have been implementing EOS for the last six months. It has been amazing. It has been hard, very hard. I have felt very vulnerable through the process, like extremely vulnerable. You might be thinking, why? Well, 
If you've ever read the book, Good to Great, which was also part of implementing EOS, Jennifer, our EOS implementer, had us read this book. And by the way, don't think I just randomly picked Jennifer. I think I interviewed seven different EOS implementers and chose Jennifer. She's fantastic, amazing, wickedly smart, such a good facilitator. She's everything. And anyways, this book, Good to Great, talks about the entrepreneurial journey where you know you're scaling, you're you're selling. Usually the founder or the entrepreneur is in the sales seat in their business, right? They're selling, then they might hire an assistant, they hire a couple ops people, then they hire maybe a customer service person, and then, you know, before they know it, almost everybody in the organization is reporting to them, right? And then they are directing all of these people within the organization and they're controlling everything and they're really driving the results for every department within the organization. And that's sort of where I found myself, except for one department, I'd I'd say, you know, within Commercial Northwest was I had so many people reporting to me. I was really being a strategic leader for all these different departments. And I mean, I was like burning out, like seriously, because how can you possibly scale when you have everyone reporting to you? And you have to be the strategic leader for these departments. Like it was, it's not scalable. It's not healthy. It's not good. It's not good for the organization. It's not good for the founder. It's not good for the CEO. And, you know, I started reading all of these things and and really diving into this. And they say that most businesses sell at around 5 million in revenue. Well, I think this is the reason because the founder just literally wants to tap out. And so that's kind of where I found myself. And so, I, you know, thank you, God, like God sent me some amazing people to be strategic departmental leaders for operations department for our integrator. Uh, an integrator is kind of like a COO, but they call them an integrator. They are the person that integrates the visionary. That's me, the visionary's vision throughout the organization. So, I mean, really the Lord like sent me people and I don't say that lightly or flippantly or If I were to tell you how all these people came, you'd be like, why? That's so weird and so random, but nothing is random and God is good. So anyways, these people started showing up and I'm like, okay, well now I'm starting to have like a leadership team that I feel can help me implement this EOS thing and really get it, want it, capacity, seize it, you know, the whole nine yards. So however, you know, the emotional part of it for me has been really interesting You know, when you hire somebody better than you at the role that you were doing, I would say I was doing an okay job at running the operations department of the of the business and also, you know, sharing the the sales responsibilities for Commercial Northwest and um and just over the overall vision and strategy of the business as well. I mean, I had my hands in literally everything. There's a really vulnerable feeling. I just remember thinking like you know, we hired a new operational leader and she's phenomenal. But at the same time, I was like, gosh, I suck. You know, I'm like going through this like dark night of the soul. Like I'm, I suck at this. I ran, I've run such a chaotic business. Like we're so all over the place. This is all my fault. Like I should have had this, you know, shit on lockdown. Like why haven't I implemented systems? Why haven't I, you know, automated things more? Why haven't I been more clear about roles and responsibilities? So I I went through like a lot of, I would say, just I felt really vulnerable and really exposed. And I think that that I want to share this story for this reason. And this reason alone is just to, to show you 
and to, to be vulnerable and just to say that at every level of your business, you are going to face vulnerabilities. You're going to face moments where you don't feel adequate, where you feel not enough, where you feel insufficient to take your business to the next level. And you need a breakthrough in those moments. Like I needed a breakthrough. I needed to realize that I can't be everything to everyone, that I am not everything to everyone, that I have specific gifts and talents and I need to stay in those things. And I need to allow people that are better than me and be okay to be vulnerable in front of those people and be like, I don't know. I don't know that. You know, uh, my gosh, our director of ops, like the entire, you know, first 60, 90 days that she's been with us, she's just like, so why do we do it like that? So why is it set up like that? So how come we don't have this? So and I'm, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I suck. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why we don't have that. I'm sorry. I've just, I've, I've barely gotten here just by blood, sweat, tears in the favor of the Lord. Like, you know, and it just felt so vulnerable. So that's, that's one thing that's been um just, you know, this level up, right? Every time you level up you're going to face vulnerabilities. You're going to feel exposed. And so if you're going through that right now, like I see you, I feel you keep walking through that. And eventually I ended up just coming clean and I ended up telling everybody, I'm like, I love EOS. I love what it's doing. I love the process. I love the structure. I just told them, I said, I'm feeling super vulnerable. Like I'm feeling really exposed. Like I haven't been a good CEO. Like I've failed in so many ways, you know? And it was just amazing. The team really rallied around me and they're just like, no, like, look, like you're great at these things and you're super, super strategic. And you came up with our entire model, centralized model, which is like so, so innovative. And now the entire industry is going in that way. And we implemented that a decade ago, which drives profitability. And it's like our whole strategy of our business. So anyways, I just wanted to share that because entrepreneurship is so vulnerable. It's seriously so vulnerable. And it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter if you have 10,000 in rev, 100,000 in revenue, a million in revenue, 5 million. It literally doesn't matter. I've met CEOs at every level of the game. I haven't met a billionaire yet, but I'm sure I will someday. They all deal with this vulnerability feeling all the time because we're literally figuring this out. That's what entrepreneurship is. Okay. Then the other little life update, Marcelo turned two. And he's super cute and he's saying lots of cute things like peesh, which means AKA please. And then he says, oh man, and just like super cute things. Tino, Tino graduated from kindergarten. He's so old and he got an award in front of his whole school, which was really sweet, but ask him if he cared about it. He literally didn't care. What did he care about going to VR one and like playing virtual reality? He like didn't care. I said, what was better getting the award or going to VR one? He was like VR one for sure. <laughs> like didn't, doesn't care. I love that about him. Let's see. We're going to Mexico again. Oh, we had our girls trip, our annual girls trip. My mom came to is like the best time. If you haven't taken a girl's trip, you need to. And this is your permission. Okay. If you're a dude, I guess you can take a dude's trip. <laughs> but yeah, just that refresh and that just spending time outside of, you know, motherhood and outside of businesshood was so, so, so refreshing and rewarding. And I just, it's so hard to fight through that like mom guilt and that whole like business owner guilt of I should, 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 all the shoulds. But ultimately, we have to recharge our batteries. So if you were looking for permission, there it is. And then the last thing is we have a new project that we're working on that I'm so excited about. Okay. 
holler back for all entrepreneurs who love the beginning of a new project. <laughs> that is like, that is, it's like the fall. I'm falling in love. It's I'm full of dopamine and serotonin and the sky is opening up and the heavens are opening up and the ideas and the possibilities and limitlessness and the idea phase, dude, there is nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And then the rubber hits the road and there's problems and challenges and then employees and then da, 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 da. And then like, you know, one year down the road, you're like, why did I even start this? This sucks. Right. So anyways, right now I'm just living it up in the idea phase, living it up. And, uh, yeah, so it is, oh, I like, don't know how much I want to share about it yet on the podcast. Cause well, I've kind of shared about it anyways. Here we go. We are going to be launching a beauty suites brand. And so I don't have a name for it yet, but if you're a beauty provider, hit your girl up. You can get on our list for being able to rent a suite. And it's so extra. It's so extra. That's all I'm going to say about it right now, but it's in the idea phase. So it's more than the idea phase. It's the idea. It's the design. It's, it's pricing it out. Remember my last episode or whatever about cash on cash return? Like there you go. It's all about that cash on cash return. So that's my life update. Hope you're doing well. Would love a review, a comment, a share on the podcast and stay happy, stay joyful and go after that beyond rich life. Talk to you guys later.